Hey friends, it's Jessica Sun. Welcome back to Guru, please. I'm really excited to bring you today's episode. This is a tool that will literally help you be the author of your own story and rewrite your story. So Lamor is going to walk us through the step-by-step process of how to be the author of your own story and take back control and, and empower yourself through writing. This is something that she's researched for decades, and this tool can be useful in any difficult situation or anything that you want to change in your life. You'll be hearing about a bunch of different case studies so that you can see how cognitive writing can work for you. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to help other people find the show. And of course, I would love to hear your feedback. Without further ado, here's the show. Hello and welcome to Guru Please, the show about pushing the limits of life and stepping up to live with more meaning, more purpose, and more passion. I'm your host, Jessica Sun. I'd like to introduce Limor Pinhasi Vittorio. Limor is a cognitive writing specialist who is using narrative writing techniques to help people achieve personal breakthroughs. She has a PhD in literacy and cognitive writing. She's worked with women, men, and children across cultures, socioeconomic levels, and demographics, and through her literacy and cognitive research, she saw that there was a stark similarity in how writing helped each of them break through things like addiction, depression, and trauma. Welcome to the show, Limor. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's get started by talking about what exactly cognitive writing is. I think that's a term not a lot of people are familiar with. Right. So the term came from writing to create in a way using narrative as a way to create a cognitive change. So writing not only uh, to tell a story, but to in a purpose to facilitate a change that is authentic and real. So that's why cognitive writing. Got it. Got it. And so it's really, it's writing with a purpose and that intention is to change some kind of belief. Right. To make an authentic change that, yes, you can say that authentic change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you've worked with a broad range of people in different situations. Let's talk about some of the kinds of people you've worked with and what kinds of changes you've seen through writing. Oh, that's very interesting. So I will uh, talk to you about different, uh, several of them. So there were people who experienced brain trauma and brain injury. Those people who are lost the ability to speak, they had aphasia. And the aphasia is inability, there's expressive and there's receptive. And the expressive is inability to express and find words. And receptive is what they understand. So it's hard for them to understand language. I worked in particular with one person, uh, which I wrote about him. I use free writing and I call it memory of the movement to develop and find words, find words through poetry. So for him, poetry writing through memory of the movement, which is a whole long research, helped him to bring back words back into his life and make meaning out of it. So the change for him was truly a cognitive change, literal cognitive change. So he was able to find the right words in order to do that. So he described it as uh, when he said that, he said, I feel like I'm walking in the forest 
in all the words up there in the trees. I see them, but I can't reach them. So as you can see, he experienced kind of loss and the poetry and the writing memory of the movement helped him to regain that back. Later on in life, I continue, I used what I learned with that particular population, and I continue with women who were released from prison. For them, the tool was a little bit different. I used it a little bit differently. I used it for finding voice to empower them and find a place after being released from prison. I must say that most of the women who experienced, that experienced this, this workshop, where a lot of them were incarcerated for self-protection, they were abused women, who their children were abused and they, this, it was self-defense if they hurt the spouse or it was manslaughter, whatever it was. So it was the women who experienced a lot of hardship. So with them, what we did was I used writing as a way for regaining their voice and empowerment and as a tool to come back to normative life. So we did writing and then we presented it in a theater. So I must assert that I do find the connection body, mind, and soul, and art in all of my work. Mm -hmm. Another population that I work with, I'll give you two more because I think it's a lot, but is women who experience drug abuse. And I uh, did an ethnographic research with them, which means I followed, observed them, I should say, more accurately when they were, when they experienced addiction. And then later on, when they were in rehabilitation, I worked with them. What we did was, these women experienced two types of trauma. Actually, they experienced type two trauma. There's two types of trauma, trauma one and trauma two. Trauma one is when you have assault happen to you once and it's never happened again. And trauma two is when the assault repeatedly happened to you. And those particular women, most of them experience trauma two, when the assault happened again and again, and they used the substance as a way to numb the pain. Yeah. So when they're in recovery, actually, the numbness is wearing off, right? Because they're not using the drugs anymore. So when the numbness resurfacing, the pain is unbearable. So the writing, what I found out through research is that writing actually bypassed the verbal. When you write, you're able to experience and write about the event without feeling the pain. So we wrote not only about the event specifically, we experienced different types of writing. We did poetry, we did free writing. Usually many times I brought them a little blurb of something or maybe we read poetry and respond to it. We did painting, we did all of this. So throughout the work, and the journal writing, they wrote a lot about what happened. But the glory of it, and what you find out is that it's not only that they wrote about it. The most amazing part was sharing what they wrote. So when you say what you wrote, you're actually giving validation to it. You're saying it out loud. So this is the only way to, when you think about it, it's the only way to make, bring back power to you. If before they were powerless, now they have the power because now they're crafting the words and they're saying it. That was, I would say, the main thing. And I continued to work with gang members and kids who were failing from schools. And writing, again, was uh, used it again as a cognitive way because we use writing and, and poet and not actually poetry, using a stories as a way to express themselves. Because when kids are not heard, when their stories are not told, they're not willing, they're not ready to hear any other stories of history or any other stories of other people. 
So mm-hmm. it's very important for us to tell their own stories. So this is in a blip of what different populations that I was working with. Wow, yeah, it's really just a, across the spectrum, like a broad gamut of, you know, people's situations and where they're coming from. And it sounds like you're using a lot of different techniques, including poetry, you know, reading the poetry, other prompts and writing stories. Do you find that some techniques are more helpful for certain populations or is it really the combination of different techniques that works for everyone? So let me be um, uh, more specific about that. There, uh, throughout the years with the various population, because I wanted to help the people on the marginalized, or not, you know, the people who are not mainstream, I wanted to help those who have more challenges, as you can see. So throughout my research, I, found, I created an approach, if you may say, that is, I won't say that it's generic to everyone, but the basic of it is similar to with everyone. I just use it differently a little bit, slightly with everyone. Mm-hmm. So it will be, as I mentioned, body, mind, and soul. So there is the cogn- cognitive part of it, right? Mm-hmm. There is the visualization when the, when the people will use visualizing and create things. And then there is the area of the writing, which is the story of, that they choose to write. And then there is the expression, the sharing. So if you say these four aspects are used with everyone, however, it is different with every population. It would be a little bit different because they might need something else, but those foundations repeat with everyone, if, mm-hmm. if that answers the question, right? Got it, got it. Let's talk about like maybe each piece of that. So as, as I took all of this and now I'm creating workshops, my new work, I should not call it new because it's, it's for 20 years. But what I created from all of this, it's write your life, right? That's what I do. Mm. And it's working with various people, as you mentioned. So what I do is I start this with, with breathing because I noticed that we can separate our body from all what's happening in our mind and in our head. So uh, there is a huge connection with the body, mind, and soul. So I'm starting with breathing and relaxing. There's a certain way of breathing in and out. So it's physical. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the the people in the workshop, which is, again, very various, right? Different people. I will ask them to pick one story, one incident of the life. Because you see, we all comprise of various stories, right? Stories, good stories, bad stories. Like the women that I mentioned with the drug abuse, for example, they had a story. They had one, then a lot of stories. So I'm focusing on one story that they have. After we're focusing on that story, we examining it. When I'm saying we examining it, it depends on the, if it's workshop. So the partner sitting down and they're reading each other stories. And then, and this is the part that the research really taps in. When you write your story of your past, you can't change much, right? You can't change because it's already happened. But can you just imagine what happened when you take your past story and you create a different ending to it, Mm. right? And you create a different ending, a different possibility. So even if it didn't happen, you create a possibility for change. Later on, we're sharing it. Obviously, we're sharing it and all of that. So in the course of, of the workshop, the participant will look at different stories. They will, they, will, they will analyze different stories of the life and they will look for different patterns and repetition that keep on occurring. Mm-hmm. 
And then they will, once they find the repetition that keep on occurring, they will try to figure it out what it is and why is it happening. And then they're creating a different ending for that. And then they will share it. So the same method I used with all various population, I'm using it with them. I can give you an example. Mm -hmm. I worked with women who their children were being bullied. So when you think about that, you think about parents who the children been bullied. So it's not their story, right? It's the children's story. But in a way, it is their story. Because when your child is experiencing this kind of mental abuse, right? You're experiencing it yourself as a parent. So the, there is the two stories of the child and the parent come together. So finding it and finding the commonality, separating yourself from your kid, and all of that, that was one of the first steps that we did. And then we, and then we continue from there. You know, the workshops actually, that when I'm working with them, they are taking a couple of, it can happen like four, five, six, seven, depends on the people. So the change is actually real because it's not one, two, three, and you're done. It's change that happened in your life slowly, but gradually, but it's happened. And it's authentic change. So is this something that people do you know, every day, every week, are you kind of recommending they continue these techniques over time? You know, this technique is not, it's different than journaling, right? I want to make a very specific thing because it's very deliberate what we're doing. Mm. So I have some workshop lasted four times. So we met, let's say every time was every week for like, let's say for a month. It depends what kind of, what the people need, but I want I want to assert something is that the workshop, unlike therapists who you are seeing and it can be forever, for, inter- you know, for a long time, this is, you, you get tools. You get tools of how to examine your own life and then you go with it, right? It's not something that I'm com- accompany the people for eternity, it's to help them to examine their own life and get them the tools. But I will recommend, if we're talking about tools that I recommend, it is tools of that when you write every day, it gives you something. When you write and then you share what you write, even if you talk to yourself, it's a great one. I want to give you a specific example, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, I experienced COVID-19. I was very, very ill. I was in the hospital. When you experience COVID, unfortunately, you're quite isolated, right? You, no one can touch you. No one can this. So you're alone with everything. No, and, and the thing, not touching, it's very, very, it's very harsh. I was extremely concerned about my kids because even that my older one is 17, seven, you know, it was still there all alone. And my husband was ill as well. So what I did in the hospital was I used my own tools to get back mentally to myself. Okay. And in the hospital, I was all alone there in the room. And I wrote, I put myself one specific thing that I want to write about. I was very focused about that. I breathed, I, I visualized exactly what I want to write. And then I wrote it. And after I wrote that for about, I would say, 10, 15 minutes nonstop, then I read it out loud. The room was empty, but I read it, mm-hmm. right? I shared it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the beginning when I was able to start pulling myself out emotionally, mentally from this, like, mm. you know, a very spiral down. So I'm using it also. I use it with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And 
When you say that you visualized what you were going to write, what does that mean? Oh, that's... <laughs> With the people who come to my workshop, I'm usually doing guided imagery. But uh, so I'll tell them, I want you to visualize an event that happened in your life. So you close your life and you visualize the event. You need to feel it, really smell it and, and see it. Like you really need to go in. So you go through meditation and seeing it. So that's what I did with myself. Mm -hmm. I experienced one, for me, it was a traumatic moment in all of this illness that I was thinking about it and I visualized it and I felt it and I smell it and I was able to, to sense it on with all over my body. And then I wrote about it, right? So when you have the visualization of it, you have the picture and then you translate it into words. As you can see, we're using different parts of the brain when we're doing that. There is a scientific method behind it. It's not, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's very, very different than journaling. Yeah, yeah. It's very specific in your first seeing it in your mind's eye, the maybe traumatic events, and then, and then really to embody it in, into words on a page. Yes. You know, Jessica, if I want to add something, it's, mm -hmm. I mentioned about traumatic event because that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. But there were other people that I worked with, uh, actually one-on-one, -on -one, that their problem was, for example, was to find partner. Mm -hmm. And it might not be traumatic, but it's something that bothered them because they didn't have the balance in their life. They were so only career. And they felt that that aspect of well, finding that person was very harsh. So for them, when we did that, the visualization and all of that, so it doesn't have to be so traumatic. That's what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. is that for them was, is to realize, you know, when they're telling the story of different events that happened throughout with different people, they realize it's very interesting. Most of the time we're going on automatic mode, you know, we don't think things just happen. So they realize that all of the life, different characters, but the same story happened. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't, I just want to make sure that you understand that it's not only traumatic event. For me specifically, it was traumatic event. The being ill and being separated from my kids and my husband ill at the same time, that was extremely traumatic. But it doesn't have to be traumatic event. It can be also something that's really holding you back, mm. whether it's work or just finding someone to spend life with you know it can be different things well yeah let's talk about that like what what if somebody's listening to this right now and saying you know i wish my career was going a certain way or i want to find a new relationship um, and find a new partner what can they do in terms of writing techniques that can help with that oh that's interesting okay so of course if they're doing it on their own, it's one thing I would suggest. Once you know how to do it, you can do it on your own, but I'm going to give you a general tip, okay? So, because usually I'm doing it with people, but if you're doing it on your own and you just say you're in, in, in the slump and you feel like you all the time, I would ask that person is, that's whether it's a job. If you think about someone all the time unhappy with their job, right? Mm -hmm. It's happening a lot that there's all the time that they are ending up in the same place, right? And they are great. They're doing everything right. They're doing precisely what they're supposed to do. They have the vision. They have the flight. They have everything. But all the time, they're ending up the same. What I would suggest that person to do with the same, it's to write exactly, to do the visualization that I said. And think about different stories. Because as I mentioned, we're all made up of stories, right? Mm -hmm. So think about a specific story of a workplace 
what happened in a different workplace. I would go specifically to different jobs and then you'll be surprised when it's done in an analytical way and you're able to analyze it, you will see that there's similar patterns that repeating within all the jobs that kept on happening that without even knowing, we're causing it. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not blaming anyone, right? It's not like I'm putting the blame on the person, but there's certain things that we keep on doing it. So many of us, have so actually the writing will help uh, help them to express it when you read it it's to analyze it and when you're saying it out loud is when you're creating the different ending of your story is when you're saying it with a new ending so it sounds like a fairy tale but it's not it's really create a true change with people because they were able to visualize what happened but before we can step forward a person need to understand where are they stuck where things keep on repeating. Yeah. So I think to use the writing and the visualization to first diagnose, if I may say so, mm-hmm. where it's happened. So in the workshop that we're doing, or one-on-one, so if they're working two together, a lot of the time I will join the conversation and I will help them, at least for the first three times of stories, help them how to find it, right? How to find the, that theme that keep on reoccurring. And then once you know it, you can do it with anything in your life. Once you know how to do it, you can run with it. You can do it with anything, mm. right? So it's really sitting down and taking that time to live each of those moments and say, hey, what is the common theme of my overall story of, of yes. my life? Yeah. And then once you notice those patterns, you realize, hey, actually, I am responsible you know, yes. you start taking ownership. Yeah. You're like, this is, this is my creation. Yes, you think about it for a minute. Think about how much power, mm-hmm. once you know it, how, much, how powerful it is. You, you yeah. have the power. You owning your life. It's taking on. This is the same thing that happened with the women who've been abused for years, right? That I mentioned that use substance abuse to feel better. So when they were victims, right? Which is very different, but this is the, that idea. It worked for them. It can work with a lot of people. So when they were uh, being experiencing the trauma two, type two that I mentioned, they couldn't do much. They had no control. Someone else took control of their life, right? Yeah. And the moment of writing it, they are the boss. The pen is in the hand and they are writing it. So if later on, after they're telling the story, they're creating something, and then the sharing it, now they have the autonomy. It's very, very empowering and invigorating. That's exactly it, I think. This is it. Right. You, you reclaim your own power because That's you start it. to see, hey, I'm the common theme, or I created this, and so I can create a new future, something different. Yeah. Think about that. You, this is it. You are the author of your life. You are the expert of your life. What does it, how sense does it make to someone else telling you, we all have the answer within us. We just need to find it and fine tune and to analyze it. I was working with kids before that, right? And I'm still working with children. And I worked with, with kids that had challenging in reading and writing. There was a way to do it. You pay for a tutor to teach them how to fix that. So let's pay tutor for math. Let's pay tutor for social studies. Let's pay tutor for, pay tutor for, you know, for English. So you have like this parent who spends so much money on playing tutor for this, tutor for that, tutor for this, which actually the problem is, is not about the content, is learning how to learn. 
right? Mm, Once kids learning how to learn, they will have it. I worked with that. I did that. That's my job. I did for years. So think about the same idea is it's not just learning how to, it's you have the tools to make the change in your life. You don't, you can go to a therapist and listen and someone listen to your story, but here you take, you claim in your life, you write your, you, you write your life. Yeah. That's it. You write your own life. Right. Because these techniques can help you through a variety of situations and, and you're not depending on somebody else. I mean, you are taking responsibility. You're saying, hey, I'm the one who's going to make this change. It's not dependent on somebody else. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned this idea of a voice, you know, where, where somebody mm-hmm. claims their voice and discovers their voice. What does that look like? Um, like the emergence of voice. Oh my God, that's you. So I, I worked with a woman. What happened with her is that uh, she was unhappy where she was at in with a life with a husband. Very sweet, but she was just unhappy. She didn't want to be the one who carried all the, the weight. Through her work, we realized that actually she doesn't have the issue with him. He, he's not the, the issue. She is the issue. She needs to find something that she is passionate about and she loves about so we changed she was hedge fund and she changed it and now she is working with managing and working uh, as a photographer she's doing so many other things and she found a voice a marriage i won't say that was the key for marriage but she was happier and she found her voice because she needed to she needed to find a place to know who she is and many of us as women and men as well i should say going through life without knowing who we really are yeah. Where other people telling us what we are, who we are. So instead of other people telling our stories, telling stories about us, because remember in the beginning, I mentioned we all made up of the stories. So it's stories that people tell about us and stories that we tell about ourselves. Yeah. So when you tell your own story, like this woman, particular woman that I work with, and she become a photographer, an artist, and then a manager of it. So she took the ownership to her life. She found a voice, and now she, she has a fuller life. A lot of the time, we're living through life with things that we should do, yeah. we need to do. Our mom, our dad, our siblings, our children, our spouses, uh, you know, our partners, whoever it is, telling us how it should be, what is right, what is wrong, what is okay. It's so hard to find who we are. So I think through that journey, you can definitely find your voice. How can we use writing to find ourselves and, and unleash our voice? Oh, I love that, unleash your voice. You know, honesty is very hard. It's brutal. Yeah. Most of us not even honest with ourselves, right? Right. I'm sure everyone who listens can say, oh, I can't even say it out loud because there's something that we want to hide from ourselves as well. I do think that uh, in the journey of writing, that's where it's come the meditation. I think when we go to this guided imagery and allowing ourselves to be completely naked with ourselves and write about it, we don't need to share it with other people, I have to mind you, but be completely naked with ourselves and write and then say it out loud. Mm. In the past, I heard people also crying when they're doing that. They shared with me, you know, the more it was very painful reading what I was writing because it's something else to admit it to yourself, another thing to write about it, but it's a whole different story to say it, even if no one in the room. Mm. 
So as you can see, I am repeating the same methods with everyone. And it is sound like it's generic, but it's not. There's pillars of this foundation of work. But I do think the honesty, it's, it's, this is the hardest part ever. And I think in the workshop, that's what happened. You know, it's so funny. The workshop, talking about honesty that, uh, that I'm doing, when in the past, when I did the workshop, you know, a lot of the time, they were like friends, girlfriend coming together. Or like, because they think it's a fun thing, but it's beyond fun. It's something real. You get mm. really exposed. So I would actually recommend to do this with people that you don't know, because it's easier to be exposed with people that don't know you and they can't judge you. Yeah. And you don't feel that they will judge you. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. I think when we are honest with ourselves, which is incredibly difficult because we think we are, I mean, we think we know ourselves, but then when we really sit down and say, Hey, where are those things that I'm hiding from myself? What are they? And, and bring them out onto the page and, and bring them out into speech and bring body to them then we can kind of witness ourselves in a way. And then from there, you feel free. Yes, absolutely. It's hard. You know, again, this is hard because when, what I'm suggesting here, right, what I'm proposing here mm-hmm. is that you do the work. You do the work to help yourself. Of course, because I have the experience and the expertise, I'm with you, I'm helping, I'm navigating, but you can start do some of the work on your own. It's, there's no shortcut, but you need to do that work. We, we have to do it. I think we owe it to ourselves to do that for ourselves. You know, I'm not just saying these things. It's something that I experienced myself. If I was with years of people I work with, the thing is like this, when I saw the change that happened with these women and men and from, you know, from teenagers to, you know, various people, right? So, and they were not willing to make that change. Can you believe what happened with people who are dying to make a change? They want that change. I mean, this is miracle can happen. It's magic, right? Can you just imagine what can happen with people who really want to make a change, who are learning to become aware of themselves and learning to be honest with themselves? It's tremendous. Yeah, exactly. And this is that tool that they can really use that'll really help them to get there. And now I'm wondering, did you see people for whom, you know, these things didn't work? And was it because that they didn't actually want to change? Yes. No, actually, (laughs) I have to share with you. One workshop I did, it didn't work quite so well. And then the girl came again. She came a mother and two girls came together. The mother was in her 60s and the girls were like 30s and two sisters. And one of them tried to get pregnant. The other one didn't have a, a boyfriend yet. And, and it didn't work. It didn't work. It's, I tried to work and it just, it was like, think about fertile ground who doesn't sprout. This is horrible, right? And then they contact me after the workshop. They said, I'm sorry, it didn't work, this and this, it didn't. And I uh, told them, you know, would you mind meeting me alone? And I placed them in a different workshop with people who they didn't know. And then 
I saw the difference. I, and again, this is go back to what I told you before, is that it didn't work for them. And I think it didn't work because, remember we talked about you have to be naked. And if you cannot be naked in front of, not always you can be naked in front of your mom. So, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very, very sensitive situation. So the cases that didn't work when I saw it, and I just came up this three women, is when they know each other in that workshop. Yeah. And another thing is like, if you're resistant and if you don't want to do it, there was one case of a woman who said, didn't believe in the, didn't believe in it. So mm-hmm. it's like, when you don't believe in something, it doesn't happen. It's like the placebo, you know that, you know the placebo effect and you, t- you believe you don't believe. So if someone come with a resistance and don't believe in the process or don't even have the curiosity you see, curiosity is very important. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the curiosity and the desire to learn, of course, this approach will not work. But I saw it with this, the mom and two daughters and was one more person who was very resistant because more people who come, they want to change. They want something to happen. Right. They wouldn't be there otherwise. Yeah. You know, the challenge was actually with the research group that I did, right? With the women who with the women in, in, in that were incarcerated, they didn't want me to tell them. They didn't want that. They were resistance. Yes. The women with drug abuse, they were resistant. They didn't want me. It took a long time to gain trust. I gave you the short end. I worked for three years there. I were I was, it was a long research. So yes, of course I experienced resistance. So but people who want the workshop, usually it works. Mm, I see. Yeah, it's really up to you and are you motivated? Do you believe in it? And do you want the change? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Do you want that change? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like we've just talked so much. I mean, it's just sounds like this is like your miracle cure kind of thing. But it's, <laughs> it's really like, you know, you're actually doing that deep work and discovering who you are, and speaking the truth, which is so hard sometimes. But when it's out, it's just so freeing. Once you set it free, once it's out, it's out. And now the work's starting. Now the work just begun. Right, right. And so when you say that now people have the chance to write their new story or, you know, at least open up that possibility for a different future, are they literally writing out yes. like a, a yes. fictional? Absolutely. Account? It's not actual fictional when you think about it. My work called Write Your Life. Write your life for a reason because, okay, first after you find the, the pattern, right? The behaviors that repeating yourself and the, the thing that you need to tweak and fix. That's one thing. The second thing is that, okay, what do I want? Do I want to meet all the time the same Joe, just different name, the same guy, right? Do I want all the time to have the same plot, just different characters? No. What do I want? I realize what the problem now, what do I want? And Here's come the flight, the imagination, your desire, you tap into what you really, truly want. What do you really want? And, and you believe that it's accessible for you, right? So you write it, you're materializing it. I don't want to use the word manifest because so many people manifesting everything. Mm-hmm. So this is not a word that I would like to use, but you write it, you write it and you make it your own. You're starting. Because if you don't, you don't even dare to visualize it and to imagine it, it will not even happen, right? Mm. So you really write your life. You write your life. 
And do you recommend that people review what they wrote, uh, you know, just to remember? I do that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. Right. And in research, like you really try to track um, over time how people change their behaviors. I mean, did you see, you know, over some months or years that people were kind of aligning with what they had written? I do see tracks with the workshops, definitely, but with the research, absolutely. Absolutely, I see with the research. The research, it's, it's anecdote. It's something that I have. But with the women that, and men that I worked with, I don't have like 20 years with them, but I have, I would say, two years that people made the change. That's what I see. With the women and men and, and population that I did the research with, I can, I track them and I see there is change and growth. I see with the students that who were gang members, I see the change there. Yes, I do. Yeah. What are you measuring, I guess, when you do the research? Are you measuring like how they feel or? So no, it's not just feel good kind of a research, right? Mm-hmm. So it's different. So we have the women who were incarcerated later on, we saw later on where they're at now. And also the women who were uh, experienced drug abuse, where they're at now. And again, the purpose was different, as I mentioned, between empowerment and healing, right? Two different things. And of course, the people with, with the, you know, who are like on the verge of failures and the gang members. This is the kids who were about to flunk from school and they were not all of them, but the majority of them were able to graduate. So this is great. This is fantastic. So it is things that that's how you measure. And when I see like the girl that the woman, I should not call her the girl, the woman who I mentioned with her husband, she transformed her life, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and there's so many others. There's so many others that it's lasting. That's what I mentioned. When you asked me, what is exactly cognitive writing? It's authentic change. It's a cognitive change. In a way you use narrative and writing to create that change. Yeah, this process really facilitates us creating change in our lives. It's, it's just another tool in the toolkit to really create it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I have one more question. Like, what if we're just trying to uh, set goals and, and really accomplish different things in our lives? Well, it's possible. It's possible, but I have to understand how writing play roles with that. But remember what I said in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a process. I don't think, personally, I don't think right away to go to your goals is the right It's to start from the end to the beginning. Hmm. Before your goals, you need to understand what's happening in your life. That's what I think. Ah, okay. Right? It's a process. It's like, yeah, let's, let's dig deeper, not, not just the surface level stuff and really find out who you are before you start. Someone tell me, I want to be, I want to be uh, rich. I want to be, I don't know, I want to be rich. I want to have lots of money. That's what I want. That's my goal. So I will tell that person, this is really generic, right? Tell the person, okay, let's talk about, tell me one story about your life. And we're starting from the beginning, not from the end. And then maybe the goal will change completely. And it's not that actually I want to be rich. Maybe it is nothing wrong with being rich. We all want to be wealthy. But maybe the goal will, will, will modify. It's not actually that I want to be rich. I want to be, feel like fulfillment. I want to be able to do things. I, I don't know. Mm. I, I want to be, what it can be different. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like really more relevant or just 
something that speaks to them more truly, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 I see. Now, that was a great clarification because I know a lot of us are tempted to start from the end and and say, hey, it's just I just need to get to this goal so I can feel a certain way or something like that. Because you're hoping that will make you, that you, we're hoping that that's what makes us the happy pill. We think yeah. that we get this, this is, this is the happy pill. We'll feel better. It's not necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it have to be, the work need to happen. Right, right. The healing yes. yeah, and the self-empowerment. Yeah. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Wow, awesome. Well, Lemore, thank you for just a wonderful conversation. This stuff is so powerful. And just listening to all these different case studies of all the different people who have benefited from this work, and it's truly a way to take back control of your own life and say, hey, I'm the author here, and I will write the story that I want to live. Like, that's so powerful. If you were in my class now, you would get an A. (laughs) Yes. You got it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, truly, like, thank you. Thank you for sharing this. So important. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Easy talking to you. And thank you. 